Countout provides a wide variety of bonus content that is right at your fingertips. On the Countout Patreon, our podcasts are creating bonus content exclusively for you, their listener. For only $5 a month, you can watch instant reactions to major shows, watch-alongs, early access to main feed podcasts, some fun goof and gag audio, plus shows from some of the podcasters' outside interests. It's the best way to experience all that the Countout Network has to offer. So head on down to patreon.com slash countout to take part in some of the best and most fun content wrestling has to offer. Again, that is patreon.com slash countout. You're listening to a Countout Podcast. And welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show where they start on time every time, except for when one of the hosts uh, completely forgets. I'm that host, Ryan. I see with me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend, Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how I you had doing? an entire bit set up to start this show. Damn, originally. Damn. And then, and then you forgot that we had a show today. I did. After two years, I did of having a show. Every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Well, Eastern time. Well, not every Sunday morning. We've done plenty of nights. We've okay, of- <laughs> but out of two years, yeah, 75% of our shows uh-huh. have been at 9 a.m. Eastern every Sunday morning. Probably right higher, here. Probably a higher percentage. All right. You're not helping yourself. Either way. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I am here. I have a lot to say. And Viva La Mystico. Yes, we got a, a jam-packed show for you today. Uh, a lot of n- different news bits, three shows to either review or preview. So we got a hot, yeah, couple minutes of action, couple minutes, more like two hours uh, of action yeah. for you to listen to. So we hope you enjoy Ring Post Radio. Subscribe if you love it, uh, and if you don't, subscribe anyways. Let's get <laughs> into it. Uh, we'll start off with. Uh, I think we'll start off with the biggest news. Uh, and well, we'll start off with the biggest news, but we got to do a little preamble to the biggest news. If you catch my drift, CM Punk is back. Well, no, he got denied. (laughs) He He is not back. According to reports, we're good. Is what he was told by WWE. Um, For now. Before we get to the biggest news, we have to preamble up to the biggest news, Scotty. And that is, of course, talking first about the fallout of NXT versus AEW. Uh, Of course. NXT. NXT and sorry the Tuesday shows went up against each other NXT of course always on Tuesdays AEW Dynamite preempted to Tuesday because of the MLB and sport playoffs and all that stuff um but this so the shows went head to head and to the surprise of really nobody maybe maybe Tony Khan uh but to the surprise of most people or not to the surprise of most people NXT got a total viewership of 921,000 people which is up 7.5 percent uh, in the overall viewers, and they averaged uh, a 0.30 uh, key demo rating, which is up 36%. So they had a massive show, which he- was helped, of course, by the likes of John Cena, Cody Rhodes, Undertaker, 
uh, and everybody else. They also went first 30 minutes without uh, any commercials, and they had a little bit of an overrun as well. AEW uh, went like 48 minutes, I think it was, uh, without commercials, and then like a 14-minute overrun. So they did a lot of unnecessary stuff, maybe, in the hindsight. I don't know. But in total viewership, 609 viewers which is down 23.9%, which is sort of, uh, I believe I listened to a, a podcast thing that's from Dave that said that's sort of in line how it usually is when they move nights. Um, and then their key demo rating was a 0.26, which was down 7% from last week. So that is pretty much exactly what they do um, uh, week to week for Dynamite. So ultimately, NXT wins the night. Uh, they loaded up their shows to help win the night, and they definitely did. Dynamite, you know, the only real victory here for them is their key demo rating kind of stood the, you know, stood the test of time here. But other than that, it's a loss. It's a loss for AEW. What did you think about uh, NXT versus AEW? I'm happy it's over. <laughs> That's my number one thing. I'm happy I have to hear about it. Like. We should, as a as a wrestling uh, community, uh, we should be excited about two shows loading up to go head to head, right? Right. Instead, it's all about those damn views and those damn ratings and the damn demo. Um, and AW got they kind of got their ass kicked, kinda. Kinda. I mean viewership they did. Uh but demo they didn't. They they like like you like you said, they 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 stood up, they fought, they lost, but they fought, and that's what matters, right? Right? In the end it won't matter next week. Like everyone's back to normal next week. And yeah. Ultimately the way I looked at NXT versus AEW part twenty seven. Um, is that I looked at the shows, I watched both shows beginning to end, and it was very clear that one show was a show full of, okay, I'm waiting for the next big thing, because otherwise this is pretty bad, while AEW, for example, uh, was a show filled with great wrestling, great story building, pretty much a actual show in canon if that makes sense. Um, I gave you the comparison this week, which is a very, very uh, specific comparison. So bear with me, folks, if you're listening to this now or later and you don't understand what I'm saying here because it's very possible. Um, so I compared these shows to, or the difference I compared them to, Marvel television shows, and Star Wars television shows. And what I mean by that is if you've seen a Marvel TV show, especially one of the past, like, four or five that have come out, you're pretty much just sitting there waiting for the cameos because the story and everything else has built up has pretty much stunk. It's why, like, Marvel television shows are redoing themselves now because they were bad. But you're just waiting for that cameos to make the save, right? That's what NXT was. When you watch NXT, you're like, oh, Cody Rhodes, this is fun. And then when there was no Cody Rhodes, you're like, okay, um, what's what's next? <laughs> yeah. And then you were like, oh, it's John Cena. And then when John Cena was done, you're like, okay, what's next? Oh, it's The Undertaker. 
on NXT for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's kind of well. Well, if you've watched a Star Wars show, um, like Ahsoka most recently, there's a story, and you follow the story, and it builds up, and it builds up, and it's very entertaining. It keeps you entertained throughout the whole entire thing for the most part, and that's what AEW did. So my point is, don't be a Marvel TV show. Be a Star Wars TV show, and that's what AEW did. Even if they lost in the viewership, even if they lost in the ratings, it's okay. Because one, they moved their night. Two, they went up against the NXT mania, as they like to call it. And three, it really doesn't matter. Like you didn't really lose to NXT. You you lost you lost to the legends of WWE. Yeah, the the victory for NXT, you know, it is a victory, right? Like it is at the end of the day, you look at the chalkboard, you look at the numbers, and you're like, oh, okay, that's a win. Um, but it's a win at service of loading up your show with uh, a bunch of legends and part-timers and all this other stuff. Now, AEW also loaded up the show and they got a loss. And this time last year, they had basically the same amount of viewers and NXT did substantially worse. Like last year, it was like, I believe AEW and like keyed them at like a 0.3 or something. Uh, and like NXT had like a 0.18. So it's like... I think if anything, it's like in a in a in a in a silo in in its own little bubble. It's sort of a hollow win for NXT because it came yeah. not because of the NXT product, but because of the stars that WWE had available to them. Granted, granted, they could be loading up their shows with WWE stars every single week, like they kind of have been doing with Becky Lynch and Dom and Dirty Dom and all this other stuff. Um, and Seth Rollins, they've been kind of loading yeah, up the shows. you're damn right, Dirty Dom. They've been kind of loading up their shows to try to build up uh, the ratings and whatnot, but they have the ability to do that, and obviously they took advantage of that on Tuesday, and that got them the win. Uh, so in a sense, it's a little bit of a hollow victory because it's not necessarily the NXT product that beat AEW, but it is the WWE system, which they haven't really implored yet for NXT, uh, and they had to uh, pull the trigger here. Uh, but more so, if you look at it from a broader lens, uh, I think it also goes to show not necessarily how cold AEW may feel or is or whatnot, uh, but I think it more so, more so shows how hot WWE is. Yes, they load up the show with all these legends and whatnot, but last year, they got their ass handed to them. This year, they got the win, and they did a pretty good, pretty solid win, I would say, at that. Um, so WB is hot and it's not like, and I think even worse, more than that, it's like, it's not like they're hot because they're like stealing dynamite viewers, right? They're hot because mm. they have generated a new audience or brought back people into the fold for WWE that aren't watching AEW. They have, they have cultivated these new people to watch WWE. I know of a bunch of people I've been talking to in the past couple months that are like, yeah, we are watching wrestling now because of WrestleMania on Peacock this past April. Like it is, it is becoming a thing where they are they are actively been cultivating their own audience. So I think this goes to show is like WWE is another evidence in their belt of they're on a hot streak. They're doing well right now. Um, and yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I, the shows themselves. AEW was a real really good show. I thought that was a really good show they put on. Uh, Danielson Swerve was great. Um, uh, Jay White, Adam Page is really good. Um, I thought top down, there was a lot of storytelling that I really enjoyed. Um, uh, you know, some stuff that 
tickles my brain. It is poorly timed, but uh, it is mm. is what it is. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the kind of person that could probably really comment on that. Um, but uh, NXT, I watched it last night because I was so delayed in watching it. And yeah, you're right. It it was totally. It, not only is it the audience that cult that they have cultivated that is very much like, all right, what's next? We don't really care about the wrestling. But uh, it is like, all right, we're just getting to the next thing. Uh, and here, here's John Cena, and okay, here's Asuka, and here, just making sure like a big star was like in the screen every single time you cut back. I don't think there was ever a moment where it was just. I think the only time there was ever just like NXT wrestlers on screen was uh, the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament match. Uh, I think that might have been the only time, but but yeah, yeah it's been it I was loaded up for sure. Which I actually didn't get to watch that because I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I only watched like the big things on NXT because I could not be damned to watch uh, Gallus, for example. How dare uh, you? I did, he- I did hear that that was like the best women's match of the night. And I was like, what? It actually, was, I actually was pretty good. It was pretty decent at the very least. It was Lola Vice and uh, Danny Palmer, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah, they're pretty good. They see the one thing I always give NXT credit for is like their women, like they're building up a solid women's uh, roster for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? It's still still proves my point. Like, um, it was an all star game. That's yeah. what NXT was. Yeah, right. It wasn't a game of substance. It wasn't a game that counted. It wasn't a game that mattered. It was an all star game. Yeah, where you bring out all the all stars and people, you know, oh, this is cool, and then. You pretty much have to reset next week because you didn't accomplish much, if anything. Yeah. On your show. Yeah, and I, I that was my big takeaway too. Is like it shows that WWE's hot. It shows that they have this system that they can use. But ultimately, it's like it doesn't prove how good NXT is or how hot NXT is in any capacity. Like it doesn't. Right. None of this stuff really. Like if you did it again and you didn't have any of these stars. Uh, which it ultimately doesn't matter because they do have these stars. But if you didn't have any That's of these true. people, then uh, what would have been the outcome? It, it, is NXT actually a hot brand? Uh, I, you, you, you have no idea. And the downside to it is like you kind of get these legends come in. You have Asuka come in and pretty handily beat Roxanne Perez. You have uh, The Undertaker come out and beat down Braun Breaker. Um, you know, they, they try to hype people up as well with Paul Heyman hyping up Braun Breaker and, and John Cena kind of giving him some respect and stuff. Um, but then you also beat down these guys. So it, it is sort of like a, yeah. uh, it kind of hurts them a little bit too. So I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting move. I think it's an interesting play for, uh, NXT. I don't know how it will work long term. Um, but remains to be seen i guess aew by having a, a solid show a solidly hyped show um i think uh they'll be fine obviously i think they'll be fine um but you know who won't be fine scotty uh, edge. oh um i don't know well edge Continue. for sure not a draw continued not a draw <laughs> so it stinks for this guy but i was gonna talk about uh the the man behind aew tony khan boy oh. howdy did he have a week in uh on twitter didn't he he um yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, he explained later about how why this is all so personal for him and it's like uh-huh it's one thing to see like troll poster tony like a like a year or so from now being like really dunking on people 
But now uh-huh. he's like making like really personal comments and uh-huh. and taking really personal unnecessary j- jabs of like, uh-huh. oh, we ended the 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 years long, decades long streak of Undertaker and John Cena not having a million viewers, and it's like, man, you still lost. You still lost. You can't say that. You still got your ass beat. Um, you still lost, so you can't. That was so bad. Yeah. Because you know what's the first thing I read from someone? Like, I don't think it was posted. This was also the first time Edge was ever on a show like six hundred sub seven hundred thousand. Yeah, that was people's response to the the <laughs> Undertaker bit. Was just I was like, like, well, shit. That's a... <laughs> it, and yeah, it wasn't a. It's it's not a good and Tony Khan really went off on Twitter and I understand I understand and he as he explained like I understand why he is taking yeah. everything so personal because it all these like AEW contract tampering from WWE nonsense was happening like as his mother was in the hospital right but he he took he's now taking everything super personally and it's like man you shouldn't be taking everything this personally it, it's yeah, a no. it's a thing. And it felt like he was going so hard because I don't know. I don't know why he was going so hard because it was personal. Maybe he thought he was going to win. I don't really know. He, I I think he thought he was going to win. Why? Why would he think? <laughs> what, Man, what was that's he thinking? a great question because he didn't. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Listen, here's the thing about Tony Khan. He like had himself a week. Yeah. Right. Um, tweeted a lot of things that maybe maybe regrets uh, reportedly AEW regrets. Um, <laughs> yes, reportedly people backstage certainly regret. And I do think that taking him away from Twitter may be a good thing uh, for a little bit because it does seem like there's a lot getting out about him, like DMing people and Tony. Yeah. You want suggestions? I will give you DMs. Like the listen, DMs are open. To my, I know you listen to my swerve suggestion of the past year and a half. I get that, mm-hmm. but I'm always I'm always willing to offer more. He's been Have listening you consider- to your your hot your you know not your hot takes, but like your your praise towards Mariah May. You know, um, yeah, potentially yeah. Bringing and her Viva in. Mystico. Well, we'll get you to him. Mystico, we'll, we'll you kidding me? We'll get to you're him. Kidding me? Oh, so you listen and you just you, you just you know I'm, I'm a message away. Um. But despite all the bad things, and I hope he's doing okay, because some of it was just like, it was so personal, like to him that it's like, is he doing well? You know, it's like, is he mentally doing well? Because you just never know. If if it's so personal that like, you are a billionaire. Yeah. Owner of a pro wrestling company. You work for the, you, you are, you're. I don't know if you're owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, but your dad does. So you work for them. You work for a uh, soccer team. Like you do all these things. You're a very big, well-known human being, and you're you know taking you're making tweets about WWE. And don't get me wrong, absolutely shitty what they did, but it's like I don't know. I hope he's okay. Yeah, I hope he's doing. Well. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's it's but, but then he announces matches and you're like oh, okay this is what I look for yeah Tony Khan well, he uh, he what he does on Twitter is is his own thing it's nothing in comparison to WWE it's nothing in comparison to what Vince McMahon does but it's like it, it is still like oh it, no. It, no he's no, not he's no. not I think the my big point is like he's not taking the high road here and I and I'm okay with po- poster Tony but he's ma- making it too personal 
finding wins where they're not wins. Like he's he's <laughs> taking all these things and he's seemingly taking it all very personal. So it's like you just got to take the high road. And I think this is a moment where he needed to take the high road and just be like, hey, I thought we had a good show. You know, uh, we lost. We don't, He doesn't have to say we lost, but just say, I thought we had a great show on Tuesday. You know, like that's fine. Let's take the high road. But obviously I think the, the, the internet persona of Tony Khan uh, upset a lot of people on Tuesday or Wednesday and Thursday. And so I guess Tony Khan had to make up for it. So what does he do? He announces Rocky Romero versus Mystico for Rampage next week. Scotty, I'm so excited. You have no idea how excited I am. I I, 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 I probably I do, though, because we reacted together. <laughs> you, and I, you and I message each other on Slack immediately like, holy crap. Oh, my God. Just like just back and forth. It's, it's because there's just so many pieces from this. Like, like on the surface, I don't know if everyone's going to realize it. Yeah. You know, because it's like, oh, it's Mystico. And half the people are like, oh, that's Nikara. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, shut up. The you, trampoline you guy? You res- you respect the god that is Mystico, first and foremost. He He's on the Scotty list of excellence, buddy. You not disrespect Mystico. Like Ryan said, Mystico, Keiji Muto. It's a supreme class that he's in. What's the, Evil. What's the Scotty list of excellence? It's it's the list of uh, people that just are great, and uh, they they uh, they they can do no wrong in my eyes. Like Keiji Muto went into the Hall of Fame earlier this year. You know, uh-huh. Keiji Muto went into the Hall of Fame because he he retired, and I was like, well, you're pretty much the one who started the stand thing. Yeah, you know, just these guys that I'm all in on, and yeah, maybe some people don't like them, but I I do. Can we get it? I do. Can we get that's what matters? Can I get a little bit of that uh Scotty list of excellence? Yeah, you want a little bit of the list of excellence? Yes, please. Um, Swerve Strickler, of course, is on it. Now, people do like him, but he's on the list of excellence. Yeah, you know, you gotta respect him. Mm -hmm. Um, Leo Rush, Leo Rush is on the list of excellence, yeah. Uh, because some people, you know, could be a little rude to my boy Leo Rush, Mm -hmm. who's uh Mm -hmm. announced he's taking a little break after getting sick this past week. Um, you know, in consideration. For the list of excellence for next year. Okay. Dirty Dawn, baby. (laughs) The list of excellence. Anyways, back to Mystico. Can I ask, is is, is Luke Jacobs yet on the uh, list of excellence? He is not. He is not. Um, We have some of my normal favorites because, you know, we got to round it out. You know, you got like like the Mayu Iwatani's and like I said, Swerve, Suzuki. But then you got like... Then you just got the, you know, who's like the Shota Uminos and things like that. Who's the, like, all right, who's I'm the most, all in. Who's the most random uh, person on the Scotty list of res- excellence? Who's who's the most people. controversial pick on the Scotty list of excellence? It's pr- I, I, it would probably be Dirty Don. Well, Keiji Muto retired, so like I'm, I have a spot open right now. And right now, oh. Dirty Dom's the favorite. You have oh, you you have a roster cap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all, we cap it. We cap it. You can't you can't have too many. You know, Only you can't in- have too many. It is it, it's a roster cap. Mystico has a lock spot. Swerve's got a lock spot. You know, it's only like a ten spot list. It, it, it doesn't go higher, you know? It's like, oh, man, you can't, I can't, I can't make the exception for you, 
You know, I can't make the exception for you. But if you're on the list, like Mystico, <laughs> who's wrestling on AEW Rampage against Rocky Romero. Yeah. For the Mexico pound for pound championship or whatever they called it. Yep. Crown, I think. Crown. That's great. Because, right. Because, right. The most important part of this conversation. Forget the list of excellence. The most important part of this is that AEW is now working with yeah. CMLLBB. That means, that means, well, it doesn't mean fuck AAA like I hoped it did. However, however, it means they are working with the best Lucha Libre company in the world. It means someday, somehow, somewhere, we're going to get Mascara Dorada. Yep. We're going to get Soberano Jr. Yep. We're going to get Hechicero. Yep. We're going to get Stephanie Vaquette. Yep. We're going to get the, the whole list of greatness. That's a list of greatness from CMLL. I have the list of excellence, list of greatness. You get, sure, to, sure, you, sure, you sure. get messed up. We're going to get some incredible matchups, and I can't wait. And it starts with arguably the best possible matchup that CMLL could put on right now based on their year. Yeah. I can't wait. Arguably, you could. Teton, sorry, Teton's a good one too. Uh, you could maybe make an argument that he's like a wrestler of the year candidate simply because he has he is the biggest star in Mexico CMLO right now. He is not only the mm. biggest star; he's a massive draw. <laughs> when I say massive mm. draw, like insanely big, like multiple arena Mexico shows, like dozens sold out. He's doing a half. He's doing the halftime show. He, a wrestler, is doing the halftime show for when the Broncos are in Mexico yeah. p- playing. A, a wrestler is perf- is is having a match in a halftime show of an NFL game. That is how big he is. Uh, he's ginormous, and yes, you may remember him as Trampoline Sin Cara. But since then, he's gotten way better. Not even way better, but way maybe like refined it a little bit. He's gotten out of that WB system, and he's just going to be bringing pure CMLL mix- Mystico to, to AEW television. That's what you need. That's what you need. And CMLL, you know, working with them, like you said, fantastic. There are so many people in there that are so great, so fantastic Lucha Libre wrestlers. You have picked up in AEW... So many great of AAA wrestlers, right? Bandito, Commander. You got Vikingo in for a little bit. Uh, obviously, Phoenix and Pentagon. Um, there's some a lot of great people in there already. Um, and now, if we can bring in a little bit of CMLO guys, does this mean that AEW might try to sign some of these guys? Mm, probably. Um, but at the very least, <laughs> we'll get several years of CMLL partnership. Um, and yeah, and yeah, I would love to say. AAA has gone by the wayside, but it appears that AAA partnership with AEW is still going to continue, and all it has to do is for AEW to make sure that CMLL guys and AAA guys don't wrestle on the same show at the same time. That's that's all it is. Same show? I believe that's what he said. I believe that's what uh, Dave said when talking about it. So like they can like AAA can work on like tri- uh, work like Collision or something, and then like. 
Uh, Seema Law like guys just not like, work. How about the apples? Well, that's probably true. Um, but then Seema Law could work like dynamite or something. Are they going to be okay that Mystico and Pentagon are going to be in the same building on the same time on Wednesday? Uh, we'll find out. We'll find out. Um, either way, they put out a presser. That's when you know it's real, baby. Yeah, Seema Law put out that presser. They said that they, you know, the upcoming match between Mystico and Rocky Romero. They hyped that up. They also said that it was the beginning of a new era for both companies are excited for future opportunities to work together. Um, and Tony Khan also confirmed that he had met with CML officials on Friday, saying he hoped it was just the beginning. Um, so he is obviously very excited. And it's not just that. You know, obviously we get some big-time CML wrestlers, but, you know, we get the Brian Danielson of it all, of him tweeting out how excited he is about this partnership. Oh, he's going to Rita Mexico as soon as he humanly can. And, and I talked about this weeks ago i think um maybe months ago about I, I, I believe it about how if they able to get a partnership with cmll which now they have yeah aw has the ability to send wrestlers and fulfill the dreams of wrestlers where they can send people to you know solid arenas and stuff in in w uh, in uh, america but now they can send their wrestlers to cork and hall yeah send it right. to tokyo dome they can yeah. send them to Arena Mexico. Yeah, sorry. They can send them to a bunch of big-time wrestling arenas around the globe now. Um, and if that doesn't entice some people, well, then I guess they're not big old wrestling nerds. But that's fine. That's fine. Can't wait for Blue Panther versus uh, Brian, Brian Danielson. Yeah. He is... It, it, it's perfect. And, you know, literally, Scotty, there's a good chance that this partnership has been fully formed because Brian Danielson said, I'm probably going to slowly retire this year. I want some matches I want to finish and, and have. And one of them was versus CMLL, a uh, blue Panther. So you had to believe that Tony Khan was like, well, we got to work of CMLL now and figure that out. Called up his boy, Rocky Romero, the true forbidden door. Uh, the, the arguably the forbidden door. The guy, Rocky Romero deserves a Hall of Fame spot just for this. Just you for this and Lucha Blog said that. I was like, damn. <laughs> I think I said it right before Lucha Blog. <laughs> I did, you did. I checked the time. <laughs> I was like, he deserves it. And just for this, he fully deserves it. He is, uh, he is doing God's work out there. He is doing God's work out. Very excited for Mystico. Uh, There's a great video package that they aired on Collision, I believe, last night. Um, where Rocky Romero, vo- <laughs> I love it. Rocky Romero voicing it, uh, but also like talking about himself in the third person. Um, so it was Rocky Romero voicing about how big of a star Mystico is. So if you don't know who Mystico is, and you only know Sin Cara, you don't know anything about Lucha Libre Wrestling, check out that clip. It's surely on AEW's YouTube channel. I'm so bleeping excited. Yeah, <laughs> I I am as well. I am. Ah, oh, I could. It was the best thing AEW did all week. Yes. yes. Bar none. Yes. Don't even remember anything else. The moment I saw a graphic that had Mystico's face on it, I was like, oh, this is this is the best. And Lucha Blog had a great thread for anyone that like, kind of wants to fully get to know Mystico and how important he is. Um, he's, he's just the man. He's just the man. He is the man. He's also a uh, observer Hall of Famer. That is true. That is true. 
And if we were talking about the Observer Hall of Fame, that would have been a perfect segue. But instead, I'm going to segue over <laughs> to uh, WB I'm News. I got, a, I, I got some hot, uh, hot, quick uh, fast food for WB News right now for you, hot, if you don't mind. quick, fast food. What kind? Uh, well, number one, uh, WWE decides against hiring CM Punk. We kind of already talked about it, but yeah, they, uh, uh, according to reports, uh, w- various reports, WWE met with CM Punk. Um, they were no longer in discussion with him. And according to Dave, they have fully said no. Can things change? Sure. Things can obviously change. But as of right now, CM Punk is not going to WWE. For now. For now. They can easily... If Vince McMahon decides one day to, like, we need CM Punk, he will decide that. But for right now... not asking Vince McMahon? What's that? I said, have we ever considered not asking Vince McMahon? I know I have. Mm-hmm. I hate him. Mm-hmm. But they should. Well, I believe... Um, in they don't s- need him right now. They don't need him. They don't need CM Punk. Uh, now when John Cena goes back when the strike's over? So is now is now my time for my little strike update? Yes, sir. Strike update. Strike update. You're welcome. So last week I talked about how the SAG uh, and studios were in negotiations, and that I thought that there was potential that it'll end on Monday. Uh, they ended up having another meeting on Wednesday, and that meeting. Uh, completely uh did not go the negotiations completely crumbled and the reason it was taking so long scotty according to sag aftra which is of course the union that uh uh, represents the actors um yes they were they said in a statement that the deal proposed by the studios was so bad it was it actually less than what they offered originally back in july it was they have not made any changes on AI. They have not made any changes on anything else. In fact, apparently, according to SAG, they've offered them less stuff than before. Uh, the studios put out ver- through various articles, which you have to, if you're reading Variety or Deadline, you have to like take it all with a grain of salt because you know the studios are the ones that talk to those directly, like almost immediately every time. So studios are putting out information, and they're like, "Oh, we offered them." Like something where like, oh yeah, they get like eight hundred thousand dollars a year in residuals at the end of the day, and they're like, and, and then SAG responded saying, no, what they offered was sixty percent less than that. So uh, there's just lies and abound right now. The talks are uh, in, broken down completely. Uh, so what does that mean for wrestling? That means John Cena is pretty much here to stay right now. Uh, based on Friday. By the sounds of it. Based on Friday, I think he fully expected to go back to work. I don't think he expected oh, yeah. to be on SmackDown on Friday. Um, since uh, how how limited his role really was in that show. Um, but yeah, yeah. He, he... Now he's going Crown Jewel, baby. Now he's, now he's getting that Crown Jewel paycheck. He is sticking around for however long. The negotiations aren't going to stop start anytime soon. Scotty, I read from an insider conversation... And it may be just a bully tactic from the studios, but I read somewhere that the negotiations might not go back. The studios might not go back to the table for weeks, maybe months. The last time they said that is what happened with the writer with the uh, writers, where they didn't go back to the table for an entire quarter, entire fiscal quarter. You know what that would mean? 
That would mean if they did that again with the actors, Scotty, they wouldn't go back mm-hmm. to the table till January. <laughs> that would be the start of a new fiscal quarter. Uh, um, so that's not good. No, no, it is not. Hot take. Go not ahead. Good. Not hot take. Not good. Um, <laughs> so Yikes. what does that mean? John Cena here to stay for as long as possible. The Rock? The Rock? I think Royal Rumble is plausible. I think the Royal Rumble is plausible. I think it still might not happen. I think it's right on the cusp if it goes that long. I think it will probably end sooner than that still, or at least I hope. Um, But I I think January is still plausible. April, WrestleMania, I don't think I don't think it's happening still. If the writer strike if the actor strike goes that far into April, I will better be, not. I'll Co- be Co- they did the Cody Roman face off. They better not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they definitely feel like they're teasing for that. Um yeah, and like I said, if if The Rock comes back in April, then I'm gonna be plugging the Patreon uh every single day, every single minute on this show. Um, just to get any sort of income. Um but uh, more importantly than that, uh, uh, I, I wait think... a minute. The writers being back doesn't help you at all. No, because you can't film anything. Gotcha. You can't film anything with no actors. Right. That's now, a good point. I can maybe work on like an animated movie, or oh. or for like A twenty four, who is one of the smaller studios that have accepted deals with the actors and writers. Um, but you know, I'm I'm still sort of I, I'm still new quote unquote new to the industry i've been in the industry for like less than five years so it's like you know there are so many people that have more connections than i do so they're probably all back at work before i am um but i'm looking around i'm still looking stuff um yeah the writers and everything they can write all the stuff they want but uh there's no actors to film anything so who knows i should also say that it felt like when i'm reading that the actors said that they were allegedly offered less than what they were offered before makes me think that because the writers got everything they wanted and more than what they expected um, or what they were hoping for, or no more, more than what they expected the studios to offer them. I was wondering if the studios then offer the actors less to make up for the more money that they're giving the writers, uh, which is insane, which would be insane to me. Um, but yeah, that's a little, that's a little sag update. Or strike update. Uh, anyways, uh, back to WWE news. Um, uh, according to uh, Dave Meltzer, uh, he said that acor- there has been a little bit of a creative shakeup in WWE yet again. That he writes that Triple H is the person now making all of the key creative decisions in WWE. Vince McMahon is currently out of the process, but the term "quote at the moment." was stressed to Meltzer, and it's possible McMahon's involvement can change in the future. Uh, basically, he basically went on to say that Triple H has like 99.9% creative control. Vince McMahon still has that 1% or whatever. Um, but basically, Ari Emanuel, they all want Vince McMahon to have a different role in TKO and leave all the creative energy to Triple H. So my immediate reaction oh, to that, Scotty, is, <laughs> wait, Triple H wasn't booking it already? I thought um, I thought Triple H was I thought Triple H was already head booker. What are we talking about? Yeah, makes you think. 
Um, my reaction was, wow, that one percent's probably still stronger than the 99 Triple H has. <laughs> it's uh, just like voting power <laughs> in the stocks. Like, oh, yeah, he yeah, has like, he has a little bit of thing, but he has all this voting power. <laughs> well, it's a good thing, right? That uh, Vinnie Mac isn't uh, running the show right now. Right? I guess. I don't know. I mean, I mean, this is the way I look at it. I remember what WWE television was like when Vinnie Mac was running the show full time. Mm hmm. It's definitely better with Triple H doing it. Even if I'm still not like loving everything that WWE does, it is infinitely better. It's not even a question, actually. Um, so yeah, good for uh, Triple H. Good for WWE. That's a that's a win for everyone. Yeah, seemingly that's a win for everybody. It sucks. It what sucks? Vince. Oh yeah, Vince sucks. sucks. Yeah, okay. We can we can all agree. <laughs> Look around, looks around room. We can all agree. <laughs> <Vince sucks. laughs> yeah, I didn't think that was much of an argument either. Um, speaking of TKO, Ari Emanuel talked about uh, during a recent Bloomberg Live uh, interview section, talking about the state of WTV rights. He talked about how uh, you know he sort of alluded to uh, the different stock price uh, fallings and said that maybe it's a SmackDown deal. He kind of also alluded that it could have been Vince. Which I thought was interesting, um, but he also talked about um, Monday Night Raw and said how that Monday Night Raw uh, has a lot of uh, you know a lot of interest for what they would do. They can they are open to moving Monday Night Raw. Uh, they said we're fifty two weeks a year and we're flexible. You want us Thursday night? You want us Tuesday? I don't have any of those scheduling issues and that churn issue because we're the full year. It's so much different from any other sport because the people turn out. There's one of the issues with sports. Our fans are loyal. They stick around and they stay with and they move. It's not fully correct in terms of wrestling history, but will remains to be seen, I guess, of Monday Night Raw. I guess Raw is probably a different beast, though. Yeah, so they are seemingly completely open with moving Monday Night Raw off of Mondays. So do you have any uh, reaction to, to that sort of news? We kind of had a, a feeling that it could happen, but now it's definitely feeling like more likely than not. Monday Night Collision is going to be sick. <laughs> Look, if they can't go against college the moment, football. Assuming, they, assuming Raw wouldn't go to Wednesdays. The moment Monday Night opens, you, you, you take Collision and you put it there. That's what I was thinking. I don't see why not. I mean, they're already getting hurt by college football. What's NFL? Yeah, what's NFL for three months? Yeah. Out of the entire year. Like, what is it going to do? I guess it's nothing. In theory, the NFL is probably is. The, do you think the NFL is watched more than college? I don't actually don't know that data. I, yeah, absolutely. The NFL is like the most watched thing, besides Ring Post Radio. Um, besides Ring Post Radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, straight face. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I think it's. I think it's not a bad idea. You'll get a bunch of people that be like, "Oh, let's watch WWE," and then it's AEW, and they're like, "Oh, this is nice. I'll watch this." In theory. It's either you move Collision there, or if Monday Night Raw goes to Wednesday nights, you put Dynamite there. Yeah, that I think that's more interesting to me is that the pla the the plausible nature of Monday Night Raw moving to like Wednesday. You know, obviously, if they move Monday Night Raw, by the way, I don't think they're opposed to moving NXT. Right? I don't think that's I don't think that's a a thing that, that they won't do. Doesn't exist in my brain right now. Oh, I agree. Um, so they can move Monday Night Raw to Tuesday. 
You can move it to Thursday, and that really hurt Impact <laughs> and MLW. Um, Dynamite would be fascinating, and if I, because it not only would it be fascinating, Scotty, but you would have to think that Warner Brothers is not going to just simply move them to another night for the remaining of their remainder of their contract. Right. I mean, they could, they certainly could, but I don't think they would be, they would do that at all. I think they would, for the most part, stay on Wednesdays and then get crushed by Monday Night Raw for a couple more months until their contract is available. Cause it would be what, like October or something. And then that'd be bold. Three months later, they can move a new, move to a new night with a new deal. The NXT was bad. Raw would crush them. Raw would crush them. Like, that would be really bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even want to know. Like, they probably would do collision numbers. Possibly. Possibly. And that's real bad, dude. That is your flagship show going, like, half the viewership or something like collision that. Collision numbers are good for collision because they're on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, they don't matter. We can sort of hand wave so, collision a little bit. Yeah. Collision numbers on Wednesday. Yeah, you can't be doing that. Can't be doing that. Um... So yeah, Wednesday would hurt them a lot for three months straight. You can move Tuesday. You can move Tuesday. That's move... worse than football. That's t- what Tuesday. No, if they're on the same night as Raw, that would be worse than football for them. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You could also move uh, Monday Night Raw to Tuesday and move NXT to Wednesday. Back to Wednesday, do the Wednesday Night Wars again. Oh, kill me. <laughs> I think it's plausible. I can't wait for Undertaker to f- win the NXT championship. I can't wait for the new NXT general manager, Undertaker. <laughs> it's so believable. <laughs> <laughs> new NXT general manager, Undertaker. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Um, yeah, so uh, it seems like it's all huge possibility. Will it happen? It's still They could still land on Monday. I think I think if anything, it's just more telling to me that they are interested. They're o- totally open to it, and I would think based on Monday Night Football, they are probably more inclined uh, to move over uh, off of Monday Night Raw for sure. Um, other news bits to get before we get to it: uh, New Japan and Stardom had a joint pref- joint press conference with Bushi Road to talk about uh, the business of New Japan and Stardom. Um, some quick hit news from it all. New Japan listed its revenue as 5.3 billion yen, which is 35.6 million USD. Basically, they are back to where they were 2019. Uh, they've kind of fully recovered from the pandemic. They have not exceeded yet, but they are kind of back where they were before the pandemic started. Uh, so that is really good for them. Um, they also talked about how Stardom will be joining up um, with various promotions in uh, Taiwan, China. New Japan is too. New, yes, New Japan is as well. Taiwan, China, Thailand, uh, joining up with several promotions to form a Asia-Pacific Pro Wrestling Alliance where they will look more towards the Southwest Asia markets. Um they uh, fully announced that an updated version of the Japan World will launch November 9th and will include apps for ISO, Android, Roku, and Amazon. 
Um, I'm very intrigued at what they'll look like, uh, so hopefully it's good. They formally have announced the historic crossover event for in 2024, following this past year's event of the two Bushiroad groups. So we got a little bit of time to, for that show. But they also announced Stardom will have a big event for January 4th at Tokyo Dome City Hall. They are not going to be on Wrestle Kingdom 8 or Wrestle Kingdom 18, but instead at noon local time, they will have a show, a stardom show at the Tokyo Dome. Um, Main evented by the IWGP women's title. And then go, and roll right into Wrestle Kingdom, I presume. Um, long show, pre show, very long show for uh, uh, whoever's gonna be at both. You have to imagine that this a lot of people do that, really. They, they had a show before because, like, I know someone that last year did the TJP. So TJPW has annually ran Corican Hall that day. Mm-hmm. So obviously, as you can imagine, people are like, oh, it's competition for TJPW. I was like, yeah, get ready to eat it. Um, so they I've seen I've known that they go there to Wrestle Kingdom. And I always think it's a smart idea. Like, I think going full WrestleMania weekend with wrestle kingdom is brilliant yeah at least for bushy road because now it's a all right you can get a taste of stardom in full instead of the six minute teaser like last year and then you get to go right to wrestle kingdom and you know you can buffer in the middle because you don't need to listen you don't need to go to like the first two hours of wrestling. yeah that's that's probably true um stardom also talked about how they have re- added a bunch of new shows which you can probably tell going back to 2018 they had 70 shows in the year 2023 they've had 141 so far um which is uh, no i think it, i think by the end of the year they'll have 141 okay uh I think that's what that was and i guess uh as of right now that means that uh, you know 2019 let's say 2019 they had 74 shows in 2019, they made 200 million dollars in yen, or 200 million yen, I should say, uh, back in 2019. In 2023, they've had 141 shows, and they've made about 1.5 billion yen, which is about 10 million U.S. dollars. They've gone from in four years, or five, five years, five years, four years. Um, yeah, because they skipped 2020. Going from 200 million to 1.5 billion with a B, by also and also double the amount of shows that they've had. In sh- hottest in- rising company in the world, it is that is huge. That Bushi Road, when did the Bushi Road sale? They uh, officially took over end of 2019, which would make sense. End of yeah. 20, 2019, which I mean, Bushi Road's first year was 2020. Which uh, rough year Which, uh, <laughs> doesn't really count. <laughs> but 2021 was 460 million yen. 2022 was 1 billion. 2023 was 1.5 billion yen. Uh, yeah. So they are growing massively, massively. We, which is great, obviously. Um, a lot to dissect. One, I know. So uh, with the show on the day of. For Wrestle Kingdom. Yes, the stardom show. I I do think it's a great idea. The only shame is obviously that they miss out on getting to be a part of Wrestle Kingdom. You know, getting to be in the Tokyo Dome. And that sucks. However, yeah. I still think there could be a woman's title match on that show. 
um, in the form of Mercedes Monet. Yeah, you know, we're, we're talking about the IWGP women's title, but what about the New Japan Strong women's title? Yeah. So, like, to me, that's a very big possibility still. Like, they said stardom won't be involved, but okay, we could break some rules and, you know, Julia's involved, whatever, good enough. Um, so I, I think that's still a possibility, but I nonetheless, I think a own show leading in right there, right there at the dome, mm-hmm. that's brilliant, right? Like that's just, it's just such a smart idea. You're going to pack out a 1200 seat arena right before Tokyo Dome because it's going to be a success. I'm not really worried about that. Yeah. Um, you know, stardom's a success most times anyways, that. And I, I like the um, if you've ever watched a show in the Tokyo Dome City Hall, it's a it's a nice venue. It's a nice, um, interesting venue because it's like it's kind of like a stage. Yeah, and the ring is down, so that'll be that'll be fun. And Mayu will main event that show presumably, so I'm not complaining there. <laughs> uh, in terms of the shows, I think this is the bigger talking point. 141 shows right now, mm-hmm. Ryan. The injured list is yes. as followed. I'm glad you brought Tommy this up. Shishta. One. Starlight Kid. Two. Uh, Tam Nakano, which if you watched her match against Natsuko Tori, you kind of expected it. Three. Uh, which, again, freak injury. Saya Kamatani. Four. Who has made As- reports about trying to come back, but changing her style immensely. Yeah, which I think is... I think it'll be okay. I, I have my own thoughts about that. Um... Azumi. Five. And the other one's a big one, too, and my brain is empty. Mercedes. Um, Mercedes, if you want to count that. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> she didn't get hurt from the one match she had on the calendar with them. Uh, who the hell is it? It's a big one. My brain is gone, folks. I'm sorry. You already said hi Shishida, right? That was number one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, um, I have no idea. Either way, all right. Either way, either way. So everyone's we, hurt. The sh- everyone's hurt. They've doubled the amount of shows they've had. Um, and a big conversation point also coming out of it was a point that Julia brought up during the press conference, mm-hmm. and sort of a request uh, mentioned that if there is a way to change up the five star Grand Prix schedule, uh, which is a very deadly in terms of injuries, a very deadly uh, so. tournament, uh, injuring a crap ton of women. Um, and yeah, their sort of response to that was... Oh, Natsupoi. Thank you. Natsupoi. There we go. The sort of response to that was, yeah, we're sort of thinking about it, but if we if we did it, it would go down. She was like, maybe do it in a month, and they talked about, it. well, we would probably do a month and a half. Um, but yes. it's still better, still improvements. But yeah. at the end of the day, though, I don't necessarily think like reducing the schedule of the five-star is going to change things. You no, it's how you do it. In... Three, four years' time, you've doubled the amount of events you've had, and the working effort, I think, of all these women have not really, like, decreased in any capacity. No, no. Most of them don't, like, completely shut it down on these house shows. Yeah. They are still going out there and killing each other, which is, you know, part of the appeal to stardom but at the same time, you have now uh, received a massive injury list. There are ways to fix that. There are ways to limit the amount of events you have, uh, space them out a little bit more, or maybe don't space them out a little bit more too much. 
Um, there is changing up the house style, which I think might be a bad idea. There's just signing more women or getting more outside talent or getting more overseas talent to sort of supplement on tours. Um, there are ways to fix it, but uh, it's an it's an interesting dialogue to have, I think. Um, it all starts with the Grand Prix. And I say that because all the injuries have happened since the start of the Grand Prix. Completely fair. Um, the way I see it is that this is how you should do it. And I, I've heard murmurs that the idea was to change the tournament like before it even ended yeah. this year. Like they were like, okay, we need to uh, shake this up. Um, so, one and a half months. No one wrestles two days in a row. That is the start. Mm-hmm. I would just do blue stars one day, red stars the next, and you just rotate every single show. That's your best way to get through the tournament. You limit people. Don't even do undercards. I know half of the appeal is sometimes it's seeing your favorite wrestler, but listen, this is what you have to do when your rosters are, you know, when rosters breaking down. And don't get me wrong. If we look at the injuries right now, some of them are just freak injuries. The Tam injury, freak injury. The Sayakamatani injury, absolutely a freak injury. Um, but uh, the the Starlight Kid one is too. She she injured herself doing a moonsault to the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, there's still the Utami Natsupoi now Azumi, who's not wrestling due to precaution, but still she's out. So to me, injury. Yeah. Um, but I I so I would. I would have every block match change on each day. So blue stars one day, red stars the other. Yep. And I would take all other non-five-star shows out of that one-and-a-half-month span, right? Because they do a pay-per-view in there. Take that out. Uh, they do certain other things. Julia went to America. Take that out. Mm-hmm. Just focus on the tournament for that one-and-a-half months, and then you get back to schedule. Yep. There is a discussion about limiting shows. I just don't see them doing that with the way they're doing the tickets and stuff. Like, it's still a business. And I do think, like, if you did 125 shows, even that would make a nice small difference. Because I think if you take away a show or two or three or four after the five-star, give them, like, a two-week buffer mm-hmm. and then get right back into things, I think that would be beneficial to everyone as well. So... That's kind of how I think of it this year. I think they learn quickly. I think Julia saying it publicly will make them change it. It helps. Um, so I think it's a good thing that we are having this discussion now because, like I said, the roster is breaking down. Injuries happen. Listen, last year they had 157 tournament matches and not a single person got hurt. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, these things happen. It So it does come down to extra shows this year. And it also comes down to you know some freak injuries as well. Um, it's 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 a it's a lot of workload. You know they have a big workload. And wrestlers, breaking news, wrestlers like to rest. Like they what? like to have shows. I know. And like sometimes that is better for their body, but it adds up after a while, especially the way they rest. Yeah, yeah. I, I think those are all good ideas. I think the bonus everyone shows... should pull Naito for a few shows. <laughs> t-shirt it up baby the they need they need to quit down on the bonus shows during the five star like that's yes. additional work that doesn't necessarily need because like as the five star ramps up and gets closer to the finals like you know people are going to work a little bit harder and uh mm-hmm. you know especially ones that are in still you know in the competition i guess yeah. 
Um, yeah, uh, like, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I think in a weird way, like you're right, injuries happen, and there's a good chance that all of this is coincidental, right? This is just coincidentally all of these things are happening. It's not necessarily because of the five star. Tommy one's a not point to me or not. Oh, yeah. I know, I know. My my point being is that like they might just not all of them are because of the five star per se. Right. Obviously, the Tamakana one's not really because of that. Um, but more so the idea of now is a good in a weird way in a weird silver lining it might be a good yep. way to ha- be able to have this conversation now mm-hmm. before that 141 events becomes easily 200 in 2024 200, right. exactly and i and i think overall they'll figure it out um mm-hmm. they're just on such a wave right now of obviously we just went over the money it's like how do you not run more events yeah when I you're know. making so much money, right? Yeah. Like they didn't do a very good show today. They did uh, their tag league at Oda Ward and they had like their lowest attendance in forever. But that's because it's their third or fourth pay per view in like three weeks. Yeah. What it's like, this? all right, this? well, the, now you want. Like, like you're just throwing stuff. It's them. They have the ability to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. And through the years, we've seen what sticks. And I think now, next year, the schedule will probably look a lot different. Schedule always looks different for stardom. They have like so few big shows for the first like six months of the year outside of the big one. And then they pack the second half. They'll, they'll find a perfect balance, which is good. Yeah. And uh, hopefully everyone can get back and healthy. I mean, again, the TAM injury maybe is my best highlight because it's such a freak injury. Because if there's anyone, that's smart about how they work house shows. It is Tam. She pretty much does like the minimum. We've talked about that. <laughs> yeah, which is good. You should. You should not kill yourself at these house shows. No offense to the people that go to them. Mm-hmm. But unless it's a Cork and Hall show or like an Eliano Soccer Arena show, you don't need to hit three Germans on each other. And then, <laughs> you know, yeah. Julia needs to do a shoot head butt. Like, you don't need to do that. It's okay. I promise. Uh, but the fact that she got hurt, I was like, all right, this is just a bad luck situation for them. I think also let's take let's take on the flip side, right? Uh, so we have this this conversation about limiting the number of events or sort of changing the schedule around to be better for the wrestlers. Let's flip it to the other side of the wrestlers. Um, the business is changing. Boucher Road's in charge, and they obviously want to make money. And the business, the biz, the stardom business has effectively changed significantly. And I. To that point, the wrestlers, I don't necessarily think all of the wrestlers have caught up to that business change of no. the additional events and of these sort of things. No. Um, they make good money. They make That's good money. It. They make good money, but they haven't caught up to what these all this industry change is doing, yeah. to, doing to their bodies, doing to their, you know, uh, long-term, you know, long-term of everything, um, yeah. of their careers. Um, so I think there's something that, we talked about it, and I don't want to necessarily lose it, but you're right. The house house show, we need more t-shirt nightos out there, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but we almost need more out there for house shows. You almost would also want to, Especially like... if you have a big match coming up. Yeah. You also want to maybe, like, add more roster members, which I'm sure they're always, yeah. they're always thinking about doing. They have rookies in the works right now. They got rookies in the works. Bring some people overseas. Megan Bain has been very successful. Mariah May was extremely successful. Um, bring more overseas talent over to sort of put just, into that um, as well. Alice Inc. Alice Inc. What just, the hell is an Alice Inc.? Just she's wrestling Shuri. Huh? Announced today. 
Is that a Joshi wrestler or is that a U.S. talent? No, she's from Sweden. Alice? She works WXW. Interesting. Alice Inc. A-L-I-S-S. A-L. Former WXW Women's Champion. Oh, okay. UWF match. She's a female indie wrestler who's wrestling in a smaller promotions in Europe. Um, yeah, she looks like she looks like a Swedish Sheena Baszler. Yeah, that's so she's getting brought over, which is cool. Um, so yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Bring more foreigners in. Obviously, add more roster members. We're to we're now at free agent season in Japan, mm-hmm. so. I'm sure they'll make their additions as they often do. Um, and then, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the five-star, if you're not in the tournament from what I know, you're allowed to take time off. My Sakurai took the entire tournament off. Good. I, and I was like, good for you. Yeah. Come back fresh. You know, like if you have anything ailing, and I think that's a, I think that's a great option, especially if you're not in the tournament. Um, but hopefully, th- I think they definitely will learn from this because uh, I think everyone will learn from this, whether it's the roster or Bushi Road slash Stark. So, yeah, something's got to change. Yeah, it's just I mean, they, what I remember two years ago in 2021, they had a bunch of injuries adding up, and this was the same debate then. Yeah, and then they went all of last year with like really nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right. We're fine, so let's do more. You know, it's it's, it's again it's situational because how how they had 157 tournament matches and no one walked out injured, and now this year it's like everyone did. It's like it has to do with a big schedule, but it also just has to do with bad luck. And I've made the point about like adding roster members, and they aren't necessarily they've added you know a small amount of roster members, but realistically, it's like also all these like bonus shows and stuff, Scotty. It's like a bunch of outside talent they brought in as well so it's like mm-hmm. even that was like okay some people can maybe you know save a spot and not get injured or whatnot and heal up a little bit but it's like uh that seemingly wasn't necessarily even the the conclusion of that unless you in- increase your roster significantly um my guess is that one they're bringing in a lot of talent um next year i think because uh mm-hmm. They have the money. <laughs> the relationship, the 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 Asian, the South Asia Asia relationship thing that they're doing. Yep. I think that's going to bring in talent. That probably will. Club Venus already hinted at it today that they're going to have someone of from that group of sorts. Yep. Be joining them, so I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. I think that's another fun way to funnel in town as well as to have this, you know, very unknown to us. Um, come in and you know anyone that wants to get better here in the u.s should just reach out yeah sure maybe they'll say no but i mean look at mariah may mariah may is the perfect success story yep i mean obviously she hasn't popped up yet where she's going to pop up but she went from who's mariah may to oh my god mariah may is the next coming you know she is the next future star of women's wrestling I don't know how you don't see that and say, oh, I should I should try to, you know, get over there. Cause you improve, you work a lot, you work with some of the best. Easy. Yeah. I mean, just look at Megan Bain. I think Megan Bain is right Megan on. Megan Bain way. too. Yeah, I think Megan Bain's uh gonna come back and do the exact same thing that Mariah Mace is gonna probably do. 
Yeah, let's like, get a big, nice looking contract. She probably always already was uh, about to get one if AEW anyway. Yeah. Um, That's true. Let's move on. Let's talk about more about New Japan. They had two shows this past week, and well, not the greatest. Royal Quest of the show, right? Not a, <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, not the not the greatest of shows. I think um, there were some. I, would, good... I could argue that for both of them. There were some good. <laughs> there was a little great. A lot of it, though, was not mid. Yeah. Um. So let's go through. Which on paper makes sense. Yeah, we talked about destruction, Ryogoku. We were like, ah, it's not a oh boy. And then Royal Crest. The more 3. you go down the card, you're like, I don't know. Yeah, Royal Crest three. I thought on paper would sound a little better, and in practice, eh, we'll talk about it. It was definitely better. Yeah, we'll talk about it for sure. They had two matches that were better than anything else on either car. So I'm going to guess on New on New Japan Destruction Ryogoku. How much? Yeah. How much did you watch, Scotty? I watched the Junior Tag. I watched. Uh, you watched match the Junior seven. Tag. Yeah, I did. I like Kevin Knight. Yeah, no, but you hate Drill of Maloney. <laughs> well, you know. I like well, the things I'll do for Kevin Knight <laughs> might be on the list of excellence next year. Oh. Um, I watched the strong title match, the tag title match. Yep. I watched the never open weight six man. I watched the never open weight. I watched the junior and I watched the IWGP. Now you watched a lot more than I expected you to watch. Um, I know. I shocked myself. <laughs> well, I'll quickly go through the stuff you didn't watch. I didn't watch the pre-show frontier zone nonsense. Um, but dare I, you. I did watch the six man tag up top, just five guys, Doki, Taichi, and it was in fact Yuya Uemura. He is officially back in New Japan. He has uh, joined just five guys, and he led his team to victory to defeat Sho, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Yujiro Takahashi in a completely fine match. <laughs> Yuya Uemura did not really impress me at all um, here, but he, he had a nice suplex on Yujiro. That's true. He had one nice suplex. He was not in a spot to impress <laughs> against House of Torture. <laughs> no, but if there was a spot to impress, that would have been a good spot to do it. You know? Yeah, well, it's okay. He's third. Uh, third. Out of the four. I think he might be... F- I, think it's too li- no. I think it's too early. Too I, think early. Be, I think he'll be over Ren quickly. I think it's, for me right now, too early. To, to call it's been one match that's fair that's fair yeah uh, he's the heat storm though baby he is the heat we storm. got a heat storm a roughneck whatever uh, the hell uh gene blast it is uh, gene blast what is red narita the fuck is Ren is he the, oh he's the son of strong style yeah that's what it is that, that's the best ner- one what that's a the best nerd one. other than gene blast that's the best one what a ner- roughneck sucks so i agree <laughs> i don't even know what the hell that means uh, Tongaloa defeats Chase Owens. You watch this? Of course I watched this. I said I was going to, and I'll give you, you the rundown. Yourself. You hate yourself. Uh, well, I don't know. Um, I'll say this, though. I, I will say this. The, uh, the one positive I can give about this match, Scotty, was that this match, as I'm watching it, I realized that, oh, I think this match was sort of like a makeup match for Tongaloa coming out of the G1 
his G one was so bad, and because he was so he was co- coming back from surgery and his knee injury so quickly, seemingly, uh, and apparently too quickly that uh, his G one just ended up looking rough. Here, he looked way better. This match still wasn't like great and still very boring, but he did match look still bad. But... He he did look way better than he did. I will give him that, and I think it was a little bit of a makeup for him. Um, and I think he at least looked better than he did in the G1. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you that, want me to say the joke? Give me that joke. Doesn't take much, brother! Eight-man tag team match. Bushi Shingo, Tetsuya Naiten, Yoda Suji defeat Callum Newman, Guido Khan, Hanari, and Jeff Cobb. Uh, I literally don't remember anything from this match, but I gave it three stars, so that's something. I, th- I said it was a solid match, is what I said. <laughs> Um, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Match Bullet Club War Dogs Clark Connors and Drill Maloney Defeat uh, Kevin Knight and Kushida fun. What did you think about this match? I thought it was really solid um, I thought Drill Maloney killed Kushida though Yep um, <laughs> Yep. That was terrifying mm-hmm. that, was, that was scary uh, Kevin Knight's gonna be amazing but I, I feel like I say that every time he gets a big shot But like Ah, he's gonna be awesome He's just put it together. He little piece by piece, you know, baby step situation. Rome wasn't built in a day, but he's just doing things that I'm like, man, if if they want him to be a superstar, he will be a superstar. Yeah. And learning from Kushida, not bad. No, not bad at all. He's been doing great. He looks great. Kushida's uh, found his legs, by the way. Yes. Took a while, but he's, he's really found it. And uh, it's a shame he's never going to really do anything anymore because he's the U.S. guy. But it's okay. Um. Yeah, and I thought I thought Clark Connors was fine. I thought Drillian Maloney was fine. Kevin Knight, he's still incredible standout. You're uh, a big uh, Drillian Maloney guy. Uh no, I'm not a big Drillian Maloney guy. He's, this was one of, this was one of the better matches of the night, and I think it was. Like 95% because of Kevin Knight. That may or may not be true. Uh, best of seven series. The final match of the best of seven series. A six-man tag between Master Wato, Shota Umino, and Yuji Nagata. They were able to defeat Strong Style, El Desperado, Minoru Suzuki, and Ren Narita, Which means this best of seven series ends at 3-3-1. Three, three, no real resolution. LOL. But what the resolution is, is that, you know, Shota Umino and Ren Narita, I guess shake hands. Master Wado and others Prado. I guess shake hands. But Yuji Nagata. Well, <laughs> Yuji yeah. Nagata and Minoru Suzuki seemingly bury the hatchet on the rivalry. And seemingly that's going to be the team going into World Tag League. So uh, we'll stay tuned for that news. But as of right now, what do you think about this match? Um, I I actually watched the majority of this series. I think it was just really strong wrestling. I think Ren and Shota do really well against each other. Um, I think the best Ren Narita is has been against Shota since showing up yes. outside of the uh, TV ta- uh, title tournament. I thought he was really solid in that too. Um, and I like them putting them together as a team for uh, World Tag League. That interests me more. Just like Shingo and suji as long as that happens like those two teams give me enough intrigue to be interested in world tag league on and off mm-hmm. i'm not gonna watch the whole thing i'm not a psycho um but i will wa- i will go out of my way to check those two out because i think uh i think they could uh, do something do something fun here 
as a duo, even if they lose, because I'm gonna guess they lose World Tag League, they get pretty close, and then they hate each other again. Totally plausible. Totally plausible between these two guys. Sounds like wrestling. <laughs> Sounds like wrestling. Um, yeah, I thought this was a, a pretty good match. Uh, I, I, I thought, like you said, Renarita and Shota Umino were really good together. Uh, yeah. And that's a good They were the highlight. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, New Japan Strong Openweight Tag Team Match. Gorillas of Destiny, El Fantasma and Hikaleo. Defeat to the Bullet Club War Dogs, Alex Coughlin and Gabe Kidd. Title change here. G.O.D. 2.0 are now your new champs. That's a choice. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. You weren't into this one. Alex Coggins and Gabe Kidd are losers. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Like, half the time they lose matches because they don't care, and now they're just losing matches because they're losing matches. <laughs> On paper, they are losers. The War Dogs on paper are mostly losers. David Finley got ping, pinned by Tangaloa yesterday. That is accurate. Where are my dogs at, baby? The dogs are asleep, it appears. Oh, my God. Um, the title change, it's fine. El Fantasma's over. Hikaleo, this is the way to repay Hikaleo for uh, his G1 run, I guess. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Here's some titles that we forget about. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, these titles have really dropped in prestige. Aussie Open, Motor City Machine Guns. I'll I'll take Elf and I'll tell I'll add Bishimon to that. I'll add Bishimon. Bish- I forgot they actually had them. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot that Bishimon. Everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, These are know. my dogs for real. These are my dogs for real. Still a good song, though. They're not my dogs for real, by the way. Never openweight six-man tag team match. <laughs> Chaos, Kazuchika Okada, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroshi Tanahashi were able to successfully defend their titles against the Motor City Machine Guns. Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin and Josh Alexander. Team Impact. This match was great. Yeah, my favorite match of the night. Not even close. Not even close. This match, uh, I mean... Okada Ishii Tanahashi, such a good team, such yeah, a good team. Awesome. Josh Alexander making his New Japan, you know, in Jap- in Japan debut for Josh Alexander. Uh, fantastic stuff. Him and Ishii he needs to th- come back. That head, that Ishii headbutt against Josh Alexander just wah, just flies flies off the screen. Perfect, beautiful, cut print. As I, as I expected, it was the best show of the. Sh- Best show of the show, uh-huh. uh, best match of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I just watched it. I was like, can we, can we get the Motor City Machine Guns in New Japan more? Like, please, like, it, like Alex Shelley's probably gonna lose to Josh Alexander, right? If he does, why, why don't we put uh, the Motor City Machine Guns in World Tag? I'll take it. Why don't we, why don't we pack up World Tag League a little bit out of nowhere? Huh? Why don't we? Why don't we? Why don't we get? A, he, they're just so good, man. Yeah, they they deserve so much more praise than they get. Like they're still one of the best tag teams in the world. I would take the Motor City Machine Guns over pretty much every tag team. They just don't wrestle the same tag teams that we consider the best tag teams in the world. Yeah, yeah. Like imagine if they were wrestling FTR and the Young Bucks and Aussie Open and all these other teams every week. 
I'm pretty sure most people would be like, yeah, they're probably the best. Remember that time when they popped up on an AEW pay-per-view out of nowhere? Yeah, and they tagged Jay Lethal. Yeah. That match didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> no. Oh, really? <laughs> that match did not really work out. Uh, the only thing we're talking about is how it happened. Yeah. What was out that of match? nowhere. Uh, All Out 2022, FTR, and Wardlow against Jay Lethal and Motor City Machine Guns. That's an interesting one. Oh, oh that's fine. Um, Yeah, uh, this match was great. Josh Alexander, fantastic stuff. Uh, he, I, I felt like I heard a rumor that maybe he was supposed to be in the G1 Climax. Uh, and if that's the case, got to get them at least back in for next year. This guy was great. He belongs. Put him in a meet group. Tomohiro Ishii, uh, put him against this guy. Put him against like Yuji oh, Nagata. That would rule. That would actually be really good. A Kojima match. That would really be really good. Um, Are you pitching Josh Alexander matches? No. Uh, yes. Yes, I am pitching Josh Alexander matches for New Japan. Nice. Shingo. Good call. I said Shingo, Yuji Nagata, Kojima, ah! Ishii, of course. Um, there's a lot of great stuff you can do with Josh Alexander. I think if if you if he didn't get the opportunity to do the G1 last summer, he was absolutely going to, which hurts me. Then he should 100% get another opportunity because that was this was a great match. Great, uh, at least needed to come back and do something. Uh, never mm. open weight title match. Tomatonga defeats David Finley. I'll say better than expected, but uh. All right. Way too. I'll long. ask you. Way too. What long. did you expect? Uh, bad. <laughs> I expected piss poor, and I got yeah, it's a pretty good, pretty good match here. Just a little too long for my liking, like almost twenty minutes. Uh, Tomatonga gets the win. Kind of surprised by that. David Finley, a little bit on a losing streak, I guess. But uh, you know, uh, all right. Fine, sure. Tomatonga gets the win. All right. Um, War Dogs looking rough. War Dogs looking rough out here, aren't they? Where are my dogs? My dogs for real. It's more like my dogs for fake. Is that anything? Is that something? Mm. But I thought it was fine. I thought I thought it was a pretty good match. I didn't think it was great. Uh, but you know, it was better than expected for sure. Ah. Where are we at the uh, David Finley? Still don't like him. Great. Still don't like him. Still. No, I know that. I also don't like him. Uh, but are we at like the? All right, we need to find a new leader of Bullet Club now. Yes. Like, have we officially reached that? Yes. Yes. The only true See? Bullet Club faction is Bullet Club Gold. Guns. Guns. Up. Up. Damn right. War dogs uh, are 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 stinky stinky poopoo. Becoming as 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 a as a classy man once said on this podcast, they are becoming stinky poo 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 stinks. Um, they stink, yeah. and uh, they need to do something different. Uh, they got no edge to them at all. Just very funny. Maybe they should add Adam Copeland. Now we're talking. Judgment Day 2.0, baby. How else can you add Edge than adding Edge? I agree. I agree. They feel like they got nothing to them. There's, they're, they're absolutely nothing. No substance. No substance in them. Uh, Vanilla. The only one that feels like he has any substance is Gabe Kidd, but 
in this gimmick, you lose it. You lose the you lose that Gabe Kid substance. You know, people tell me this is the good Bullet Club. No. I don't believe them. I mean, Bullet Club Gold is it's great. They're great. Guns up! If you thought that by the end of the year you'd be complimenting the guns, you would not have believed yourself. I could have maybe believed myself. I I was higher on them than most people. But even then, like yeah, even then, like, sure, 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 they're really good at what they do. Sure, which is, I mean, they benefit from the other two, obviously, but they do a good job. They're actually good. In, there's, no, I don't want to say they're good in the ring, but they're they're fine. Yeah, they're serviceable. They're not, yeah. they're not. They're not actively bad. Um, Which sometimes is all you can ask. <laughs> I agree. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title Match: Hiromu Takahashi, Mike Bailey, and Yo. Of course, Yo replacing Leo Rush here. Um, you know how this match would have been better? Uh, let me say a Scotty Class of Excellence uh, nominee. I guess nominee position holder. Uh, yeah, he's a position holder. Ros- roster member position. Uh, yeah, if Leo Rush was in this. This match was really good. It, it just was. was like it. It would have been better. Yeah, with Leo Rush. <laughs> yeah, I think I went three and a half on this match, and I probably would have gone four if Leo Rush was in it instead of Yo. I just Speedball don't. Should uh, go to New Japan. He's so much better here than he is everywhere else. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I'm not, I'm not supremely high on Yo. Hiromu. On yo. Hi- yes, Yo. Um, That's what his song does. Yo. That's that's what how we how have we not done a forbidden door match with the acclaimed versus Yo Yo and some sort of chaos factor. You see who is uh tag partners for tag league? Yes. Uh was it Fusina Jr. or something like that? No, it's it ended up being Musashi, which is the other guy from Michinoku. Uh, okay, that's maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That's not uh, interesting. Yeah. I mean it's clearly gonna be Leo Rush. Of course. Which again hurts me, but whatever. Yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. I think we'll just we'll see how that goes. You know, I'm not necessarily opposed to it. I'm gonna watch minimal junior tag league. I might watch the first match of that because I think they're facing uh, the champions. Yeah, I think I'll probably be watching night one and night finals. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad tournament. Like it's a very bad lineup. Yeah. Nothing exciting. It's interesting that like New Japan is back kind of where it was pre-pandemic, but my excitement levels about New Japan are not uh, there. So I don't know. Could it be due to Sonata being world well, champion? <clears throat> let's talk about it. IWGP World Heavyweight Title Match, Lumberjack Death Match. There was no death match element. It was just a Lumberjack match. This was probably the match of the year. Uh, in terms of it was in terms of bad matches of the year, this was certainly the the match of the year. Uh, Sonata defeats Evil. Uh, not a good Evil match. I've talked about it before. Evil can have really good matches, folks. There's a formula that works for him. Does not work here. Sonata. There was a point later in the match. His comeback spot. He's going for the crowd for cheers, and the crowd is like silent. <laughs> and they give him some polite claps, and it's like, "This is your world champion." It's so, you know, it's so weird because like they really were rooting for Sonata when he won. They're like Sonata, Sonata. Yep. And then, and then he got absolutely dunked on the moment Naito walked out. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> I was like, oh, man. Yeah. He was finally getting the chance, and then they just showed up, and they were like, ah, it's night tonight. Oh, Re- that, a a real star walked through the curtain and uh, really hurt Sonata's To be crazy. fair, to Sonata. That would have happened to anyone. <laughs> sure, sure. It just doesn't help him in this scenario. And no. uh, that is now your official Wrestle Kingdom main event. Yeah, Naito versus Sonata. Uh, should be good, probably. Should be better than this evil match, for sure. It'll, it'll be good. It'll be good. Naito. Naito will make sure it's good. It's going to be his final roll call. Yeah. What, if he, what are the odds he doesn't win? Zero? I think, like, negative ten. Very New good. Japan sees this as like we need to pack buildings. We need to give Knight of the belt. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Sonata hasn't been really working as a champion. Uh, oh, you don't say. Don't, yeah, he is not. It's not I a, like Sonata. I do. I and I'm happy Sonata. they took the chance on him. I like the new fresh coat of paint. Yeah, it's which I think they should have done sooner. Yes. Then they gave him the belt. Yes, it is. I don't think it all works for him, but you know, you know, it's whatever. You know, it's whatever. I'm just going to say it. Just five guys has a guy that I enjoy more these days. Doki. No, my boy Tai Chi. Come on. Then. Well, I mean, Doki's in there too. Doki's too. At the very, he's a close second. Doki's great. Doki's great. Don't get me wrong. Doki is great. So let's let's rank just five guys. Uh, Taichi, How can you last? <laughs> Taichi, Doki. I I'll do mine. All right. Well, you think Taichi, Yuya. What an insult! What an insult! It's Sonata, Doki, Taka. I think I'm Taichi, Doki, Sonata, Yuya, Taka. Shout out, Doki. Yo, Yuya has not done a lot in New Japan yeah, yet to really determine a placement. Yeah, the Joe Hendry videos are fun. No, then that's why he <laughs> drops down. And that's why, and that's why he Get Joe Hendry You're off like, my no, god. No. Get him off my god. He's, a, he's doing a fake feud with Simon Miller, of all people, on Twitter. Get, not off. Doing Get off of my screen. Get off here. What are you doing? Get out of here. <laughs> Get Say off. his name and he'll appear. I His name is Yuya Uemura. Whenever Joe Henry comes on screen, I just want one of those like you shut it off. I just want one of those like shepherd like you know those old timey like shepherd's crooks that come off <laughs> off screen and then slowly pull them off. That's what I want. That's, <laughs> That's what funny. I want. That's funny. Uh this show stuck. Uh yeah. Yeah, not a some really good The whole stuff. show is Bullet Club. Yeah. 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 Whether it was House of Torture or the War Dogs. And they all pretty much lost. Except for uh, the juniors. The best two matches didn't have any of them in it. <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. World Quest 3. Let's talk about this show. This show happened last night or th- last morning, whatever. Uh, in London, England, in the Copper Box Arena. <laughs> this felt more like... Afternoon. <laughs> yes, this afternoon. Uh, it was... It felt like World Quest 1 was a New Japan show. World Quest 2... New Japan Rev Pro, World Quest 3, this felt like a Rev Pro show. Um, That's why it was subpar. 
uh, a little bit. Well, hold on, hold on. Riff was pretty good. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of uh, a lot of not really the first lots of it. I'll tell you, Scotty. I know you came in at the semi main with the Shingo. And I walked Rishui. in at the best possible time. So I'll quickly run down everything as we get to that. Ready? That's what you do, baby. Taiji Shimori versus Robbie X. Solid opener. Nothing special. Uh, good tune-up match for Taiji Shimori coming back from injury. If it, if you missed it, you missed nothing. El Desperado versus Trent Seven. Uh, like weirdly, Trent Seven continued his like bully hard, not really hardcore, but like they did chair stuff. Uh, during hardcore country. Don't do it. Uh, Trent Seven just continued his bully thing, and El Desperado got a sudden roll-up victory. Uh, fine a match. Yorosuji versus Luke Jacobs. I was very excited about this match, and despite not being like an overwhelming great match, nothing like the Ishii Luke Jacobs match. Uh, Luke Jacobs has way more confidence uh, in his wrestling ability and his charisma and everything. He's way better in that department. He's actually slimmed down a little bit, where it's like, holy crap, if he now puts on, he's slimmed down. He's lost a lot of that like Volter weight. And now if he just gangs, you know, gets all Gunther weight. Yeah, now if he puts on this Gunther muscle, now we're now we're in business. Uh, Yorosuji always looks good. IWGP they were definitely scouting him, by the way. I fully believe it. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Title Match: Clark Collins and Drill Maloney defeat Cameron Kindly on Slater. Uh, a solid match. Drill Maloney and Clark Connors, their their usual fare. I was really impressed by Leon Slater and Cameron Kai. I told you that it felt like to me like they were a very early Young Bucks team. And then if you sprinkle in some like ricochetisms into Leon Slater, and then I would even say like some Carmelo Hayesisms. He has a little bit of moonset. Uh, and Cameron Kai, uh, that's that whole team of Leon Slayer and Cameron Kai. They have full, full, full potential down the line. Um, six-man tag team match, Gorillas of Destiny, El Fantasma, Tamatanga, and Tonga Loa. Um, uh, ver- defeat Bullet Club War Dogs, Alex Collin, David Finley, and Gabe Kidd. Uh, the reports have come in. Nobody is Rila, then Gorilla. Uh, so that is, uh, good to know. Um, the only person not holding a title, uh, are, I guess, Alex Cogden, David Finley, Gabe Kidd. They had no titles, uh, but Alex Cogden, Gabe Kidd, for whatever reason, they decide not to pin. And instead they have Tongaloa pin David Finley, the leader of War Dogs. So I don't know what that means. Is that a new story or something we're getting to? That David Finley's not a good leader? Unsure, folks, but... That's uh, like an awful story. Yeah, that's uh, that's what it is. Renarita and Shoman Umino defeat uh, Francisco and Kira in Great Ocon. Uh, I'll tell you this much. Uh, a pretty decent match. Great Ocon was fine. Francisco and Kira was fine. Renarita and Shoman Umino, as we just discussed, better against each other than together. Um, but, you know, perfectly fine. Bushi and Tetsuya Naito defeat Doki and Sonata. Uh, the crowd went crazy for the Doki Choki, and they started chanting the Doki Choki. Uh, Tetsuya Naito wore a t-shirt. Uh, Bushi, uh, after the match, uh, Sonata and Naito sort of faced off each other. Naito turned away, and Bushi sprayed mist in Sonata's face. Uh, and then uh, Naito threw him out of the ring and then uh, sort of celebrated. So, Yeah, he geeked him. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I thought it was good. Um, Eddie Kingston, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Michael Oku defeat Hinari, Jeff Cobb, and TJP. At the start of the match, Hiroshi Tanahashi tried to steal Ma- Ma- uh, Michael, Oku's, Michael Oku's wife. Um, so that was funny. Um, match was fine. 
nothing crazy. Um, you know, everyone did good stuff. Uh, let's get to the semi-main and the main events. Shingo Takagi defeats Tomohiro Ishii. This match was so great, Scotty. I've been talking for a minute. Please go ahead. Talk about Shingo versus Ishii. Yeah, it was really good. How fucking dare you? (laughs) (laughs) What? It was great. What do you want me to say? I've seen the wrestling a hundred (laughs) times. I've been talking forever. And I, oh, I, I need some match analysis. I need a match analysis to get some saliva back. Uh, in my here's mouth. some match analysis. Uh, great pumping bombers. Pumping bomber. That's analysis. All right, see it. There was an it was issue. really good. No, it was really really good. I went um, four and a quarter on this match. I thought I got angry was... though when it ended because I was like, "Why the hell is Shingo doing nothing?" Well, we'll get to that, I guess. Uh, in a moment, but before we get to that, Ishii I thought was also great. He had like a fantastic headbutt. Ishii's headbutts are just so good, like that he little cares like, his little just pop as up, much. his little pop up. Bing! Like he cares just as much when he's in England as he does when he's in Japan. Of course, he's like a star in England for Rev yeah. Pro. He's he a he's, he's huge. Former British something champion, Rev Pro uh, British heavyweight champion. Yeah, yeah. And now it's on like the only the only heavyweight title he'll ever hold. Come on, you set it right up for me. Come on, more than Goto. Shingo was great as always. Uh, I I really love this match. I said four and a quarter. I I thought this match was fan freaking fantastic, folks. Go out of your way to watch this. More, just big, you know. Big meaty men slapping meat. That's all I got to see. Great stuff. Just two guys just going out there, destroying each other. Halfway through this, that you were going to love this match. Yeah. It's exactly what I want. You, you have a type. I have a type. <laughs> I have a type. And Shingo and Ishii are my type. And you, and you do not sway away from the type. I I think it was Shingo and Ishii last year that you guys have like five stars. Uh, Yeah. Like I think New they had Japan a finals. Cup. They had like a finals and something or a semifinal, like a G1 climax or something. I don't remember. But I remember going high up on that match. It was, too. it was either the G1 or the New Japan Cup. I just remember, I remember you foaming at the mouth. Yes, that's 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 accurate. That's accurate. That's it. And the foam said Ishii. Foam. The foam landed on the floor and just started spelling out Ishii. <laughs> <gonna> throw up. <laughs> match is great. Post match, Shingo uh, is celebrating, and Tamatonga comes out and lays out a challenge against Shingo for the never open weight title. I guess. Uh, for Shingo. And yeah, they're going to have a match at some point. I don't know exactly. No, is Power Struggle next? Is that that's the next show? Is, yeah. is that happening there? I don't really know. No, they already said that happening at Las Vegas. Did you not? Yes, did you're you right. Not even listen. No, I wasn't not paying attention. It is in Las Vegas. <laughs> Fighting Spirit Unleashed. You're right. I, you know what? I respect the hell out of you admitting. Nah, I didn't. No. I wasn't paying attention. I um, yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, that's. Set... Go ahead. That show's packed. Yeah, I'm looking at the card right now for Las Vegas, and that's just another great match for a really good show. show. Uh, New Japan strong show. Um, There's nothing standout necessarily. It's just like everything's probably worth a watch. Lance Archer's on the show, so that's a win. Um, He still wrestles. You have Julian Hyen. You have Tom Lawler versus Gabe Kidd. I did not know that was happening. Eddie versus Minari. Um, you have CMLL up and down this card. Yep. So automatically it's a great show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Stephanie Vaquer probably going to lay down the challenge to Mayu Itani after this match. Let's fucking go! Sorry. I mean, you got to... I'm excited about this. Four-way number one contenders match for the strong opening title. Kojima, Fred Rosser, Jeff Cobb, Alex Coughlin. Yeah, Good for Fred Rosser. It's about damn time. I know. Uh, and I, I think this is a tag team title match. It doesn't necessarily say, but it says first defense and everything. Hikolo and El Fantasmo versus Alex Zane and Lance Archer. So, that's Yeah, give it to the Monster Sauce or whatever they call themselves. I believe Monster Sauce is correct. And yeah, nice. and then add uh, Shingo and... disgusting. Add Shingo and Tamatanga, and I think that's a Shingo really good should show. win. Shingo should win. He should be doing something more better. Uh, more I w- than KOPW, more than nothing. I agree. IWGP US Heavyweight title match. This was your main event. Will Ospreay defeats Zack Sabre Jr. This match was also great. Scotty. It was mighty good, bruv. It was mighty good, bruv. This is, this is what they call the real graps. You're going into like yes. Scottish or something. You're going. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It was mighty good, bro. Uh, <laughs> no, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> uh, that's that, anytime a good match, a great match happens in uh, England from now on. I'm saying it was mighty good, bro. <laughs> um, I, I've, I've I almost just went on Australian there. <laughs> <laughs> I have a British accent. I don't have a British accent. Like I, I'm not like one of those random people that work on my British accent. I don't have one, so I'm just gonna continue forward as if I don't have one. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, Osprey and um, Zach, they uh, they know how to wrestle each other pretty yeah. well. I'd say they've had like five straight five star matches per Dave Meltzer. Yeah, um, which is pretty nuts. And I'm pretty confident that he's gonna give him another one. Yeah, because come on, I'm not silly. I know how this works. Um, it was it was fantastic. It was my favorite match of the show. I don't really have anything else to say. Like, this is the best year of Zack Saber Junior.'s career. Yes, hundred percent. TMTK revolutionized, re-energized everything about him, and he has been on fire ever since. Ever, ever, ever since. And TMTK that was formed what? That was the uh, beginning of this year, right? When he when he joined them, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, because um, Bronson Reed left. Yes, it it has been uh, on fire literally ever since. Um, and he is so on good. Fire, on fire. The Danielson match was fantastic. The Osprey match was fantastic. The Rev Pro match, the Rev Pro environment, the Red Ro- Rev Pro crowd love this match. Obviously, uh, and we're super ecstatic by it. Uh, superly, super over in the Rev Pro environment. Very uh, uh, shit ton of lore. Um, yeah, no, just great stuff. Will Ospreay's Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, go out of your way to watch it again. I mean, if there's only two matches to watch from New Japan this entire week, it's these two matches. Um, just unbelievable, like technical, like the the uh, jumping off the top rope, doing an armbar situation of Zack Sabre Jr. and Osprey. That was great. These guys trust each other so immensely. Um, just sort of like a Osprey just doing like a quick little like pop up onto his top shoulders of Zack Saber Jr. was really sillyly great. Um, these guys are just so good. I don't like they're Zack Saber Jr. is the best year he's ever had. Osprey, I think, possibly wrestler of the year. I think undoubtedly maybe wrestler of the year should be wrestler of the year. I don't think there's any reason to say no. Uh, I could say no right now. Oh, who's your wrestler of the year then? That isn't Osprey. It's still Kazuchika. 
Mm. He had a really good run, man. <laughs> he did have a really good and, run. And now these stupid never six-man matches are also really good. Yeah, that is true. That is true. But Osprey has been hey, hey. killing it. Osprey has speedball next week. It's going to be over. Well, I guess that's a good that's a good segue as ever to impact bound for glory. Impact bound for glory happening. Impact bound. No, 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 no. Let me go for it. I've been waiting all year for this. Impact bound for glory. This Saturday, October twenty second or twenty first. My apologies. Live on pay per view. Fight TV. That was good. That was good. That was good. On YouTube. Uh, sold out as well. Sold out show. to All tickets gone uh, for this show. Massive, massive show for Impact. Uh, the Bound Man. for Glory show. Uh, let's go through the card here. Also, of course, they'll have the Hall of Fame ceremony. Uh, I believe that's on the pre-show as well. Uh, Hall of Fame induction with Mike Tanay and Don West going into the Hall of Fame. As well as Tracy Brooks going into the Hall of Fame for Impact. Rest in peace to Don West. Rest in peace. And I hope we get to see Mike Tanay, by the way. I, hope I would hope see he him. would show up. I really hope he shows up. Uh, I really hope he should. Um, main event for the show. Impact world title match. Alex Shelley versus Josh Alexander. I'm excited. I'm so excited about this. So excited about this. Josh Alexander has been killing it lately. Alex Shelley has been uh, really, really good. This match would be fantastic. A good technical affair. I don't want it to get into the weeds too much of technical affair. I want Josh Alexander to be more of a heavy hitter dude. Give me what that Ishii six-man tag match was. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm fully on board. Is this on, and we'll get through the rest. Is this on paper the best card impact put together? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Of, of the year? I think so. Definitely of the year. Yeah. I think this is a fantastic, fantastic show. And I think that's why it sold out for, uh, for to be fair. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think the main events, Shelly Alexander should be great. I think there's a, ch- I think there's a very solid chance. Josh Alexander wins. I do too. I wouldn't change it. Cause mm-hmm. he was champion for a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I get it if they do. Uh, but I just I don't know. I think they have, I think Alex Shelley, there's a little there's there's a lot of legs to a heel Alex Shelley that they're only just beginning to venture into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be uh, intrigued by that. But yeah, I don't I'm, lose anything with either one winning. No, I completely agree. I can completely agree to that. No, so the next day. Yes. Sorry. You're looking at fallout. You're Josh already skipping ahead to fallout. Josh Alexander faces Will Ospreay. I believe the ruling on that is that if Josh Alexander wins the title, he will not face Will Ospreay, and instead Alex Shelley would face Will Ospreay, if I recall correctly. Well, something tells me that you don't announce the match. <laughs> and then just be like, <laughs> never mind. It is impact, so you gotta... This is true. You never know. This is true. <laughs> you never know if these guys... Knockout Damn. world title match. Trinity defends her title against Mickey James. <laughs> okay. Um, it should be fine. I think it should be good. I don't think it'll be yeah, bad. I think it'll be good. I definitely don't think it'll be bad. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. But I don't think it'll be anything worth remembering. 
probably not. But I think if anyone is going to give Trinity her best match right now in Impact, it's going to be Mickey James, who can really walk her through it all. Yeah, you um, have a high hopes for Mickey James. Well, she 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 knows what she's doing at this point. You know what I mean. So that's what that's you know why. Opinion. What's that? Do you know why? Um, I, because she's hardcore country. Dan ouch. <laughs> I gotta learn the guitar. Something's yeah. over. <laughs> Special singles match. Will Ospreay versus Mike Bailey. This is the floor. The floor of this is four stars, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's for most people, I'm pretty sure that's the floor for most. For, I think I could have a four star match with Will Ospreay. I would love to see you try. I will. I will do my best. How do we set that up? Do you uh, think Rev Pro can book that? I'll, I'll get a Pod, podcast host versus Will Ospreay. Yeah. Can they get a four star match? Yes. I mean, I would <laughs> honestly <laughs> knock your lights out in a blade. You'll be like, I mean, that should be the finish. Legitimately, though, that should just be like I, I he he plays with me basically for for five minutes, and then he just knocks me out, and I lose. This this movie's this match is presented by Imperatus. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. It's so a movie. Movie with Tom Sizemore in practice. Let's see. Let's look into this movie. Tom Sizemore. No idea who the hell I but I recognize the name. Uh, police detective Clayton Douglas is summoned to witness a mysterious Civil War veteran's outrage. So many adjectives. Outrageous deathbed confession at a remote hospital and may be forced to accept the existence of the supernatural. You think this is going to be mighty good, bruv? The movie or the match? The match. I don't give a shit about the movie. Well, the movie is two hours and 14 minutes, which sounds way too long for this movie. Oh, <laughs> way too long for this kind of movie. Because uh, it's hardcore country. It's gotten one review so far, and the review was a one out of four, and it said it interminable. Excuse me. Time. No, this is going to actually do. Send send the show off the hinges now. You said one out of four. Yes, the this person, uh, Roger Moore of Movie Nation, gave this show gave this movie a one out of four. What the hell? Uses one out of four. Like who uses a four star rating system? I don't know. Besides Ryan Knightsey with most matches, like what? what? Who uses? I use a five. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, a joke. Let the joke happen. In all seriousness, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, who uses four? Oh, yeah, that's it's like, always five or ten. Yeah, that's an interesting one right there. But yeah, he said it was like, uh, what would you? Okay, all right. Question: What movie would you rank one out of four? <laughs> well, hold on. I rate my matches one out of five. I understand that, but now you're rating a movie one out of four like they did. Well, uh, I'll be honest. That uh, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Scotty, <laughs> here's a 
So you know how I, I had the whole match thing about matches and everything? You know, I have that whole list. So I, I've been rating movies on a website called Taste.io for years now. And their system is an awful, meh, good, and amazing. So essentially, that's a four-star rating system. Uh, and I have rated 842 movies on that system. I got a whole handy chart. Just, you know, just like my match, my Google sheet. I got a whole handy... Want to know my movies of the year for various years? I got that. I've seen 157 great movies. It's 18.6% of the movies I've seen. Have all been great movies. Wanna, you want to know what that is? That is best movie of 1969 I've seen. Midnight Cowboy. Can you believe it? One, no, I gave that four stars, if you will. Uh, Metropolis, 1927. That's a great movie. The General, 1926. That's a Buster Keaton. I love that movie. Really good. They actually blow up an actual railroad train uh, and train tracks in that movie. Legit. Chris Saban versus Kenta for the X Division Championship. Yeah, you know, it should be okay. I think if it's Kenta at the end of the day, it's Kenta. So it it really comes down to whether or not he shows up, you know, he could easily, he could easily phone this in and he could easily properly do a match. That's a classic. Well, if he doesn't show up, you know, which he probably won't. It's better to assume Kenta doesn't show up. At this rate, that, we have that to. That way, you he can't doesn't. be disappointed. Yeah, at this rate, we just have to be safe and assume uh, that he he he's not properly showing up. But you know, maybe Chris 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 Saban. You know, he knows of Chris Saban. I think that if anyone can pull it out of him, it might be him. I'll be hopeful. On, on paper, this is a really exciting match. Yes, mentally, would, it is not. I think Kenta has a little bit of that Minoru Suzukiism, where it's like on paper, this should be a really good match, and then you're like, and then you see the match, and you're like. Oh yeah, Suzuki. This is what Suzuki is in 2023 right now. This this was so set up to be Leo Rush again. Oh yeah, that's probable. But it wasn't clearly because this was announced months, like weeks ago. That's but it should have been. That's true. Monsters Ball match: PCO, Rhino, Steve Macklin, and Moose. Seems like shit. Can't wait to watch it. Yeah, I mean. I just think this will be four four uh, guys just destroying each other. That PCO it's not Bully Ray, so that's the real one. Oh, Bully Ray, unless he's in the Call Your Shot Gauntlet, he's he not was last show. year. It was last year. That's, that's true. That's how we got to Bully Ray being in this company forever. That is true. This Monsters Ball match on paper, I don't think you would necessarily be super excited, but I do want to remind you, Moose is weirdly good in these kind of matches. Rhino. He's fine. More importantly, Steve Macklin PCO. Lest we forget the Steve Macklin PCO title match where that was very good. That was very, very good. That was extremely bloody, extremely violent. So uh, I am super excited for this match. That might be my impact match of the year off the top of my head. (laughs) I've heard great things. I still got to watch it, but I've heard great things. Eddie and and Frankie Kazarian had like a 30 minute classic, apparently. Let's see what the cage match says. Last time I saw it, it was the number one impact match of all time. That is absolutely insane. Yeah, you can believe it. I uh, can't even remotely believe it because I've watched them wrestle in the this, this year. And they've had fine. They've had fine matches. 
9.06. Holy shit. 33 votes. Oh my God. That's pretty good. good. That's pretty good. Someone hit it with a nice seven piece. (laughs) Interesting. It says Ryan Knights. He loves movies. Huh? (laughs) Not the best. So according to this, not the best match of, of all time. Let's see. Well, that's good, and I would also probably agree it's not the best match of all time. Uh, but it is at, I believe this is the match. Yes, this is the match. It is, oh, I lost it. It is number 11 of all time. And undoubtedly the best match of the year for Impact. In Impact history? Yes, in Impact history, right now in Cage Match, they're listing as number 11. Nice. Yes. Uh, number ten. Being, I will be watching. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go out of my way to watch that too. Um, tag team title it's match. Better than Alexander versus Speedball. Tag team title match. Rascals versus ABC. Chris Bay and Ace Austin. That should be good. I, I, I in a perfect world, this would be like great. Yeah. However, sadly, Ace Austin and Chris Bay have been completely slotted into tag team forever world mm-hmm. while they should be doing so much more mm-hmm. and uh zachary Wentz uh hasn't been great he hasn't been like the msk <laughs> msk remember them uh zachary Wentz. so hopefully uh i hope this uh over delivers it can yeah it certainly could certainly could if i enter it with expectations of yeah i'll be pretty good and it gets to very good, I'll be happy. I saw them wrestle on Impact Television maybe like a month or two ago, and it was like a, I think it did like a three and a quarter star match. Um, pretty good. Yeah, and I think that's a pretty good match, and this being four titles on a pay-per-view at Bound for Glory, I have to imagine all four <laughs> of them are going to put in work. So I, I'll expect, I think its ceiling is maybe a four star match, but I think, you know, three and a half, uh, uh, that's what I'm expecting. Bound for glory. All right. Knockouts tag team gold on the line. MK Ultra. Ryan's favorite wrestler. Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly versus Tasha Steeles and Diana Perrazzo. Speaking of Ryan's favorite wrestler, did you see Janai Kai won the uh, MLW women's title? Yeah. She beat my favorite wrestler. Yes. That was that was the joke. Um, <laughs> I beat you to it. I knew I knew it was coming, so I got to beat you to it. I, I was very happy for Janai. I think she's great. I, I'm happy she... Uh, Got a shot at one of these companies. I think she was very good. Um, I thought Impact should have brought her in. Anyways, um, can't wait for Masha and Diana. Yeah, Masha Diana. That should be uh that should be good. That should be really I good. will watch this match because of that. That that's good. That's solid. that potential. Um there is also the Call Your Shot Gauntlet match, and just doing the, some real quick Google searching. I don't think they've announced anyone yet. At least I can't um, find anyone. They did. Dirty Dango. Oh, perfect. How dare you? My apologies. How, 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 that's why Vladimir Kozlov debuted. Oh, yeah, because he'll probably be in here too. Vladimir Kozlov debuted to help Dirty Dango win the Call Your Shot 20th spot. Oh yes, because that's the whole that's the gimmick. Yeah, can't believe you didn't remember that. No, I did not watch that. I I, I saw Vladimir Kozlov pop up in TNA and be like, "All right, <laughs> sure, all right, I'll I'll take it." I guess. Uh, Jordan Grace will be in the match. 
Solid. I'll take Eric that. Young, Champagne Singh. Jake Something is entering at number one. Jake Something and Eric Young. All right. All right. You know, I'll take it. That's uh, some heavy hitters. Jake Something. All right. What, what's the most ridiculous surprise? Go. Yes, because there's going to be a ridiculous surprise. Uh, I'm going to say legitimately, I think there's a very solid chance that they fly out Simon Miller uh to wrestle this so they can set up uh, a match for their turning point pay-per-view where they're in England because I think turning point is actually next week and they've been teasing stuff on Twitter between the two so I think there's a very good chance that the surprise is Simon Miller to set up a match at turning point that's my that's my that's my legit I think that's what's going to happen Interesting. Beyond that, um, I think um, I think they're gonna bring back who from TNA episode one would be a funny crowbar. get. Oh, sorry. Would be a funny get. Did they bring back Crowbar last year? I think they did. Uh, they should bring back James Storm. I don't know why he's not doing anything. Um, I think they'll bring in Jimmy Wang Yang, but he's gonna do his flying Elvis gimmick. That's what they should do. They should bring back Jimmy Wang Yang. All right. <laughs> kind of a kind of a joke, but you know why not? <laughs> why not? They, um, they should do that. No one from the WWE releases can be on here. I think they'll bring back Bo Dup. No, they won't bring back Bo Dup. I think they should bring back Stan Dup. Do you know who Stan Dup is? No. Trevor Murdoch. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, I don't I don't care. They probably have some surprise that who else? Will who not else affect me at all? Is Ken Shamrock still around? No, he's not really. Let's see, let's see. Uh Buff Bagwell. Maybe the maybe maybe Buff Bagwell will show up. You know, that's is he still Why around? Are you picking from the first episode of TNA? I think it'd be fun. Um Jeff Jarrett? What are the odds Jeff Jarrett shows up? Zero. Yeah, probably. I think it's going to be Simon Miller. I would love Jimmy Wang Yang as a flying Elvis. That's what I would want. Alrighty. Bring back Sonny Sakai. Is he still wrestling? Is he still around? Sonny Sakai? Do you know who Sonny Sakai is? Nope. Sonny Sakai is a wrestler, early TNA. He was a flying Elvis gimmick with Jimmy Wang Yang and uh, Jorge Estrada, where they were just uh, high-flying like guys, but Sonny Sakaki Sayaki was like a, a big sort of uh, dude that looked like The Rock, and then at a certain point they started pushing him and started giving him all the mannerisms of The Rock. And he has not done anything since 2009, so he is uh, not around anymore. That screams impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's. I think we should have Sonny Siaki pop back up. Um, if he's a, if he's not doing anything. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else about this show? Bound for Glory. Uh, I actually am legitimately excited for the show. I think it should be actually pretty good, pretty decent at the very least. Um, Bound for Glory. It is, of course, Bound for Glory. Um, ooh, Sonny Siaki lives in Atlanta, Georgia. I wonder if I've seen him. Um. I think this actually should be a really good show. 
I think there's potential to have some great matches on here. Uh, at the very least, really good matches on here. And it should maybe be the best show for Impact this year. So I think it's uh, worth checking out. And we'll definitely discuss it next week uh, on it's Ring Post It's supposed Radio. to be. It's supposed to? What do you mean? It's supposed to be the best show of their year. I think, yeah, well, true. Well, Slammiversary is always there. Slammiversary is always there. But Bound for Glory is their top dog, baby. Well, I always uh, thought Slammiversary was, too, and then I learned it wasn't. It's up there. It's their SummerSlam, I guess, if you will. Uh, but yeah. In the summer. Yeah. That's it uh, for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. Scotty, let's close up the shop here. I'm starving. Let's close up the shop. What do we got? Okay. Jeez. Well, one, could have started on time. Two. No, I'm just kidding. I, I've, I've literally never started anything on time. I'm always late. I think I woke up later today, and then I saw that you hadn't sent me the message. I was like, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, What? Uh, Match of the week. Yes. Christian Christian Cage versus Brian Danielson. Yeah, I've heard good things. I've heard great things, actually. Shockingly, arguably the two best things in the company right now did really good. I haven't watched it yet, but I was going to watch it. You got to watch NXT, that's why. Yeah, I had actually, legitimately, I had to watch NXT. That's the whole reason. But did you Take watch... Away from the collision viewership. And I think I saw you probably have watched it at some point. Did you watch the Fuminori Abe versus Takuya yeah, Nomura match? Yeah, I did. How was that? Very good. Best match? Great? Great match? Best match. Match of the year? Um, I've, I've heard match of the year topics about it. So It's not a match of the year for me, but I'm if you like the style like that, then maybe... I've heard it's people slapping men slapping meat, and I that is a style that I enjoy. They <laughs> literally they literally punch each other in that. Like shoot, I feel like I'm gonna be into this. <laughs> You're gonna love it. <laughs> I feel like this. I going... mean, they did a little too much grappling for me, but whatever. I, I can get into some grappling. I feel like there's potential. You like the grappling? Oh, follow me on X, Scotty Wrestling. Goodbye. I feel like there's very good potential that I will. Uh... It's match. very, it's it's great. It's a great match. Okay, it's not match of the year for me, but <laughs> but I'm a I'm a I'm a weird pervert about these things. So you I'll should go it. out of your way to see it. Okay, I I will I will do so. I will do so. Um, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Ryan Icy. Follow Scotty at Scotty Wrestling. Follow the whole show, the whole network at Count Out Pod. Uh, we got a lot of great shows in the network. Okada Shorts. If you want to hear them talk about the New Japan shows more in depth, uh, check out Okada Shorts. Uh, if you want to learn about Deathmatch Wrestling a little bit, uh, unlike the Evil Sonata match, listen to your dose of death. <laughs> um, if you want to learn about Stardom uh, and learn about uh, what they do and their their history, check out Stardom Road on the Count Network Podcast Network. Uh, subscribe to Ring Post Radio wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe to the Patreon. Become a member of, the, of our of our community uh, by joining patreon.com forward slash countoutpod. I released that new episode of um, the Great Birthday Bash with Mikey Man Freddy. Um, it was actually a really great episode. Uh, we what were some of the what were the matches from that? Let me load that up real quick. Um, the matches from that were. The ECW One Night Stand show, the first show, um, Asada Tanaka versus Mike Awesome, the last match 
in their rivalry, the last match of Mike Awesome's career. Um, we talked about that. We talked about uh, Jerry Lynn versus AJ Styles versus Low Key. We talked about Kenta Kobayashi versus Toshiaka Kawada uh, from 1998. So... We talk about some great matches, folks. That's 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 the uh, the the bulk of the statement there. So go check out the Great Birthday Bash and a bunch of other shows on Patreon.com forward slash Countout Pod. Um, so go check that out. My match of the week, if I had to pick one, is probably going to be. Um, I think it's just gonna be the. Tokyo Joshi Pro match. That was a pretty good match. Miyu Yamashita versus Mizuki. I thought that was pretty good. You know? Pretty good. Could have been great. Miyu Yamashita going to MLW. Is that true? Is that Was that fully announced? Yamashita yeah, watch. at the uh, show yesterday. Oh, good for her. Oh, and before I forget, uh, we also will have a special bonus episode, bonus interview coming down the pipeline on the Ring Post Radio audio feeds and also uh, on our video, wherever you want to find us. Basically, subscribe to the podcast Ring Post Radio, and there is a bonus interview coming up this Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, Scotty, I'm going to look up the date just to confirm it, but can you uh, talk about that interview? Yeah, so we talked with um, Eric Howard, the Joshi Pod, the uh, promoter of Kitsune Women's Wrestling ahead of the big debut show Gong that happens next weekend in California. Um, Very exciting. Obviously, we're looking forward to what he's able to do. Uh, He gives kind of his insights of his plans on that show, why he booked it. Uh, booking the likes of Konami, Risa mm-hmm. Sarah, mm-hmm. Uh, why he made some matches happen. Some of the changes and, yeah. he had to make because the of many, matches. Ch- yeah. The many changes he had to make, including one due to Bound for Glory, as we just previewed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. Definitely a show worth checking out. But uh, there's no better way to get yourself prepped and amped for that show than listening to our interviews. So make sure to check that out on thursday correct this thursday um october 19th um the day before the new spider-man game comes out so that friday i'll be all up on that game um but yes uh october 19th this thursday uh interview with eric howard from katsune women's wrestling so definitely go check that out uh on our ring post radio podcast feed um but yeah that is it for this week's episode of ring post radio we'll catch you all on the flip And we'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Catch you on the flippity flip. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hey, have you guys heard of the new show on the Count Out Network, the Ichiban Sweetcast? It's the brand new New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast starring the International Wrestling Grand Prix. That's me, your good friend, Curtis Spears. And me, your bad friend, Rafe Houston. And we're here to talk about everything New Japan Pro Wrestling, reacting to everything, getting worked up, getting very happy, sometimes crying. Kind of like like something else we used to do, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was the old uh, Okada Shorts podcast, right? Ah, that's right. And if you love that show, you're going to love this show because it's exactly the same show. Yeah, we just had to change the name. Yeah, we, we did. But you can check it everywhere on a social media handle that we haven't made yet. Yeah, we're really new to this. So what you can do is search on your favorite podcast catcher of choice. Look for 
the Ichiban Sweetcast. Sweetcast, Ichiban.